I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan, and I'm here with P, and, and this, this is, is Come, Come Through Queen. Queen. This is episode 46, Carney Asada. This week on Come Through Queen, we're joined by Come Through Queen veteran Pishlarm, who's filling in for Brendan as he continues to work for the LGBT community every waking moment of his day. <laughs> <laughs> P and I are both into Big Little Liars this season. Uh, not big little, big little lies. Big little lies, not pretty little liars. Pretty little liars is dead to us. Uh, and both, and we're both Nicole Kidman super fans. So it's the perfect week for a Nicole Kidman deep dive. In the news, we're discussing what went down at the Oscars. Erica Jane, Heather Morris from Glee, and Armani Corday from Fifth Harmony getting cast on Dancing with the Stars, and the big announcement of Drag Race moving to VH1 Fridays at 8 p.m. We've also got our regular shows, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Rules. Atlanta was off this week because of the Oscars. And as usual, we'll close out the show with our One True Queen and the Freak of the Week. Welcome back, T. It's good to be here. Thanks for filling in for Brennan last minute. Uh, it's the least that I could do considering he is tirelessly fighting for my rights as we speak right now. Exactly. He never stops fighting <laughs> for my personal rights. Um, so anything interesting going on with you recently? Not really. Just in my just in my corner, not allowed <laughs> out of my corner, just staying there, more or less, watching well, a lot of Riverdale. Oh, yeah. I still Watching need- a lot of Big Little Lies. <laughs> Big Little Liars, uh, Riverdale. I'm, I still need to get on the Riverdale train maybe this weekend, although the Nintendo Switch is coming out I midnight need- of when this goes live, and that will be taking over my life. I am an aspirational gamer, <laughs> and I can't 
like commit to it. I think I need to buy a physical thing, and then all the gays play that Overwatch game that oh, I want to yeah. play where you shoot people. I want that, but I don't know how to do it, and I am afraid like if I install a console, then it gets upgraded, and it's yeah. very there's a lot of equipment that comes with being a gamer that I can't commit to. Yeah, Overwatch is probably a little hard to jump into because uh, you need like a PC or one at like a PlayStation Four. Or an Xbox. What is this little Switch thingy? The Switch is the like successor to the Wii U slash the 3DS, and you have a 3DS. Yeah. So this would be like up your alley because it's it's portable. Okay. Um, so that's coming out with the new Zelda. So excited for it. Um, but also going on in my life, just since the last episode, I saw a little mix in Ariana Grande. Tell me about. I need to hear. Literally all about this. I want individual assessments of each of the members of Little Mix. I know they're all delightful, but I want to hear every sort of little bit of that. And then transition into Ariana, who Little Mix is better, but still Ariana is an icon for the ages. So let me start off, how the night started off with the merch. While Victoria Monet was performing, we were scrambling to get merch. I don't, I won't (laughs) know who that is. As soon as you've said her name, I will forget. It is not Janelle Monet. So, well, there's more on her later. Yeah. Sad to say, actually. But, um, so I picked up a dangerous woman hat. It's in that, like, Joanne Pink. No. Okay. Joanne Pink baseball cap, and it says dangerous on the front. Um, it's in the bedroom right now. Unfortunately, okay. Alex has it hostage. <laughs> he has it on right now. Uh, he sleeps in it. So I, I was glad I made that choice because Alex and I both got little mixed shirts. And these shirts are clearly designed with women in mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's got with the sleeves like up. The, the sleeves are so tight. The sleeves and shoulders are so tight. And like the length is like almost a belly shirt. So I'm going to have to turn it into a sleeveless tank like I did with my Ariana Grande shirt from last year's concert I went to. Or you could just turn it into a crop top. That's another option as well. Uh, and Alex got a Dangerous Woman tour shirt. Is Jesse wearing a choker in the Little Mix shirt? It's the album art from the single of Shout Out to My Ex. Which isn't even a great image. They only had that and then something that just said like X on the front with like it was crossed out. Oh. So only two items where like Ariana Grande had like a slew sure. of items to choose from. And so, Frankie was there selling them. So that brings us to the next point. Frankie. <laughs> Frankie so, was there. So, well, he goes to every concert. Sure. But we took our seats like just as Victoria Monet was wrapping up and we're sitting there and we hear screams from the crowd and we think like, oh, maybe Little Mix is about to take the stage. And then we spot like down in the like pen area, everyone's gathering around Frankie. And he's, like, hugging everyone, blah, 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 making his appearance known. Um, But luckily, he didn't have too much more of a role. I have multiple friends who have been in sort of a a Boca Raton, (laughs) like, Miami situation and personally witnessed Frankie Grande doing some substances. And also have a, a friend of mine who, I guess... They've got a lot of money. Frankie has a lot of money. Okay. Like, invited my friend back to his house. There were a bunch of people, and my friend, like, ended up passing out in Ariana's guest bed, which my friend is a filth monster, but that, like, someone was that close to Ariana. did not Did not appreciate it. It, (laughs) It's a shame, I think. Um, So, after the whole Frankie thing, Mm -hmm. uh, Little Mix takes the stage. But before, like, right before they take the stage, we're, like, kind of... 
it's Alex and I sitting together and we're mingling with like the the audience around us mm-hmm. and like and like kind of promoting Little Mix a little bit and we were like yeah we're here for to see Little Mix and like these two girls in front of us were like yeah we are too and then like the mom with like the middle school children in front of us were like who's Little Mix oh, no. <laughs> and we were like so it's like the Spice Girls, but today, but like better than them. <laughs> what is the the percentage breakdown at this concert between gays, teen girls, and their mothers, and any sort of other like break it down percentage wise for me? I would. I mean, it seemed like pretty much even thirds of like gays, like young girls, and like their. T- early to mid 20s and then like middle school girls with their moms okay and we happened to be seated next to two gays that were a couple and were also big little mix stands (laughs) so little mix takes the stage and they start the show with salute which is a great a great song great song to start with like perfect for like the women's march movement Mm -hmm. i think they should like appropriate that song um and we noticed like one of one of the gays next to us knows all the choreo along with us. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were you doing it? Yeah, we we were doing the choreo. Okay, uh, especially for like shout out to my ex and Black Magic, like salute. I don't really know the choreo. You're really you've studied this. I mean, we watch the music videos here on like a weekly basis, <laughs> <laughs> so um, we came prepared. But in terms of like the girls' performances mm-hmm. and like their personality. First of all, like, they spoke in between pretty much every song. Mm-hmm. Like, they were talking about how they just got back from the Brits, where they won. Where they won, yeah. Where they won Single of the Year. Um, and they talked about, like, being on tour with Ariana and so glad to be back in the United States because they didn't, they didn't get to tour uh, Get Weird at all, and they canceled the Salute Tour. I remember they, that. They had announced the Salute Tour, but, like, then they canceled because no one was buying tickets. Oh. Um... So they haven't really been here that much. So the performances were good. Like, clearly the choruses were, uh, like, tracks. But they were singing the verses and singing them well. Even, like, Leanne, who sometimes struggles, was singing well. <laughs> she's your weak link. <laughs> um, but she, she still contributes to the group. Uh, but Jessie was definitely, like, the star in terms of, like... As she should be. Like, speaking in between and... Like, the, the U.S. crowd really connects with Jessie. Like, if you watch, like, their live videos of when they're in the U.S., like, they always scream the loudest when it's her verse. Because she's, it, like, a fun little Furby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, although Jade was an LGBTQ icon before they performed uh, Secret Love Song, which is their, like, gay anthem. Is she uh, the one that dressed up like Detox? Yes. Okay. And she's, like, met Mich- Michelle Visage, like, has pictures with, like, numerous of the drag queens like wore a Willem shirt during like one of their promo oh. videos. So like she's, she loves the, the LGBT community. So she like said, Oh, like we love this song. It means so much to us. Cause it's like our LGBT anthem. All so the gays was, hooted and hooted. Yes. Everyone's hooting. Um, so whatever, perfect set, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I went out after the set before Ariana took the stage. Cause like Alex really wanted the, I was going to get like more drinks and Alex really wanted the, pink Ariana Grande sweatshirt merch but was sold out wherever we went so I went to go like try to hunt it down mm-hmm. I get back and the the two gays who were next to us are gone 
like right as Ariana's about to take the stage. I'm like, what happened? They were just there for a little mix concert. No. Alex broke up that marriage. What? <laughs> Wait, why? So like after a little mix performed, like they were talking about like how good they were, blah, blah, blah. And apparently like the one who was right next to Alex, who was really into little mix was like, yeah, like I love him so much. He, he was, I think he might've been from England, but he's like, when I moved to the United States, the first song I heard here was move. So like, it, they mean so much mm-hmm. to me and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah. and I was like, yeah, yeah. So they were talking for a little bit and then it stopped. And then right after they stopped talking, like, the two guys got in a fight with each other. About what? About Alex move? Couldn't, Alex couldn't overhear it, but like maybe like the guy didn't like that he was talking to Alex or something. That's my fan fiction of it all. I'm so proud. <laughs> I don't know proud is not the right word, but I, maybe it is proud. <laughs> so the guy disappears. The, the guy who remains, well, they both disappear. The other guy who Alex was not talking to returns by himself mm-hmm. and is in and out of the Ariana Grande show for the rest of the show. Like, just drink, getting go, getting more drinks by himself, more and more and more, and the other guy never returns. And maybe, like, walking out of the concert area to a, a sort of quieter space so they could have an angry phone conversation or, like, te- yes, yes. There was text lots of texting. a full paragraph. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a little fun side story. Then to the meet of the Ariana Grande show. She can perform. Mm-hmm. She has a voice. She sang everything. Like, great. But like she and like we we saw her last year and like we came back for more, but we came back for a little mix. Yeah. Uh, she just doesn't have like the the presence on stage. First of all, she's like a tiny little girl, mm-hmm. so like she kind of gets lost in it a little bit. Um, also, she's never met a consonant that she could yeah. articulate. But so like and maybe an hour into the show, she starts starts talking to the audience, and I was like, wait a minute. She hasn't said a peep to yeah. us until ne- like two thirds of the show. Which through. is fine because her speaking voice is jar- like, jarring. Well, this is what she says: "Hi, New York. I love you guys." It was like so. I like this Tatiana snatch game, <laughs> Ariana, that you're giving yeah, us for I the mean, podcast. Tatiana was pretty much on point. Like it was just lacking a little bit and it's like I, we know she's funny like she's on SNL she can like do funny things mm-hmm. but she just can't have like she can't speak from the heart it yeah. seems like I don't know she's like I'm gonna cry and it didn't feel genuine at all no. like are you really gonna cry like Little yeah. Mix felt like they were gonna cry <laughs> so I mean I loved it if I got free tickets to go a second night I would have like no problem yeah. so that was Little Mix I am jealous. I know. You, I'm surprised you like you like Ariana Grande. I know, and I was I was going to like seek make, it out. No, I was going to make plans to buy a ticket, and then things go on sale, and I always forget yeah. because yeah, it's it hard. Happens. Like you have to like buy it within three minutes. It goes on sale. What always ha- like it goes on sale at ten o'clock or something, and I'm yeah. in the middle of a conference call, and then completely forget about it. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so that's it for my life. <laughs> but let's go to the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I want to start off with the looks. Now, I'm not a fashion queen. Okay. But I watched Fashion Police, like, the day after with Alex, which is, like, great with NeNe. Like, if you guys miss NeNe from Atlanta, she really shines in Fashion Police. Because she can get away with saying what she wants. I'm always wary because Juliana Rancic is there, and I don't like intentionally seeing her. Yeah. Juliana's not, like, what you're going there for. Neither is Melissa. Margaret Cho's there, and that's fine. Sure. Brad's there and he actually adds oh, something. I like him, yeah. yeah. And then but Nini really like lets it loose. Good. And like I feel like they brought on people before and they well, it was 
Juliana, was it Juliana? Who was, like, just saying offensive things, and then, like, everyone jumped on her. Was Juliana saying it? Oh, Zendaya. Remember? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So she really, like, only is positive now. And leaves it up to Nini. <laughs> but, uh... And Nini's ready to dive in. Yes. Wait, so what are the looks that they liked from this excursion? Well, I want to... Before, I don't want to influence your... Okay. Your opinion. Like, what... Do you have one standout? Do you have multiple standouts? Um... I thought so. I thought Kirsten Dunst looked fantastic. Oh, interesting! But you I, are I, I'm Kirsten also Dunst a fan. Kirsten Dunst like <laughs> super fan. I know that much. Is She's true. like, yeah. I she was wearing like a big fluffy black dress mm. and it looked great. Her yeah, it was, was like good. long. Yeah, it was yeah. huge and sort of like asymmetrical. Yes. Um, I thought Janelle Monae looked great. I thought Janelle Monae looked like she was in a Star War, and I always like somebody who's like cosplaying <laughs> yes. a Star War in real life. Um, she looked sort of happy and fantastic. And Taraji. Yeah. So they gave best dress to Janelle. Okay. And they gave worst dress to Dakota oh, Dakota Johnson. But the problem with her is that I always see her with like a, a messy sort of like floppy choppy bang. Yeah. And I usually like sort of like that. She's always brushing it out of her hair with her stupid lipstick. But she had her, she had her bangs like pulled back and she's yeah. got a lot of she's got a lot a of lot forehead of <laughs> a lot of forehead and she was wearing like the worst color well someone I, I'm not gonna say I came up with this because I read it somewhere on Twitter and I wish I could attribute it to someone but her dress looked like the inside of a casket yeah <laughs> it was like a plush sort of like pleated dress Sachin. where you go to die oh god <laughs> um, so that's what they gave worst dress to I think that's I, right I thought my two standouts, like, tied together mm-hmm. were Taraji, because, like, you could not ignore Taraji. Have you watched, have you watched a James Bond? Are you a, a James Yeah, I've Bond? seen a few. Do you watch the one with Terry Hatcher? I know, which is a no, terrible no, no, movie, no. by the way, but Terry Hatcher looks like that the entire time with this, like, giant sex hair and yes. a big necklace and just, like, boobs, boobs, boobs. Which, and, if that's your inspiration, great. Oh, God, yeah. she looks great. I also thought somebody, I saw somebody tweet that they should remake... Clue and have her as Miss Scarlet oh, yes. based off of that dress, which is like the best Perfect. idea that's ever happened. Although I feel like people would like get angry at a Clue re- remake just because people treasure Clue so much. Yeah, but it could happen yeah. and it could be good. So Taraji sharing the throne with someone I've stand for in this podcast in the past, Haley Seinfeld. I thought she looked great. I, like she's young, so it's like hard for you to look. And amazing because like we like when we look at the older actresses when they come out like looking like we're like oh my god yeah. but like she had a look she might be a, I know you would like stand for that that sort of whatever the last movie she did which I didn't Edge of see 17. I heard it's great yeah. I didn't watch it but like maybe she's got a thing I, I tuned out for her for a little while when she was in the Taylor Swift squad yeah but maybe I'll be I think she's back. moving on from that and she had that song with Zed that was a, a hit recently oh yeah the starving song yeah and it was fine yeah. but <laughs> wait did you who else looked great did you see the full length Busy Phillips dress no Busy Phillips looked fantastic that is uh, just sort of like iconic sister between the two of them between yeah. Michelle Williams between Mish and Busy yeah that was like remnant I feel like they're like Female actresses in the past have done that, and like they're now like the new, the, the new, new best ones. BFFs. Yeah, it's like the, Nicole and Naomi Watts. Oh yeah, 
Um, but I always, it, well, it is sort of like Nicole and Naomi Watts in that one of them is sort of superior yeah. and the other one's being brought along, even yeah. though Busy is great. Which also, like we learned today, we may be having a Wilson Phillips I'm so TV show. I'm so excited for Wilson Phillips Casey TV Wilson show. and Busy Phillips. Oh, Busy Phillips and Casey Wilson, Wilson Phillips together again. I tried reading that plot and I couldn't wrap my head around it, but like Tina Fey's behind it, so I'm hoping it's gonna for the be best. Great. Um, I have faith in Tina Fey, at least. And Busy, I liked Cougar Town. Oh, okay. I, I boldly liked Cougar Town, despite what Courtney Cox has done to her face. I thought it was a good show. Did you follow it along to the different networks? Uh, no, that would be one of those things where, like, every once in a while, it would be, like, a night, oh, like, okay. tonight, where there's nothing on TV, mm-hmm. and I'm flipping through, and I see TBS and think, like, oh, God, Cougar Town still exists. All right. So let's get to some of the winners or people you thought should have won. Now, first of all, I want to just bring up the fact for best animated movie, Zootopia won, beating out Moana, which was kind of a I big deal. I, I, didn't, I have not seen either. I didn't see either, but I hear Zootopia is really good. I do want to bring up the fact that My Life as a Zucchini was nominated. What is that? It's like this stop motion thing voiced by, um, what's his face? The guy from the uh, from Parks and Rec. Like the gruff one who's married to Megan Mullally. Nick Offerman? Yes, Nick oh. Offerman's in it. Ellen Page is in it. Wait, uh, did you see the Independent Spirit Awards? It was John, Mul- John Mulaney who was hosting that said that Steve Bannon looks like Nick Offerman was dredged from a river. I, which Yes, that's perfect. Chef kiss. <laughs> so My Life as a Zucchini, I actually saw on Saturday because my friend did the casting for it and is in like the is in the credits and everything, so I was like, like I screamed when I saw that, but I cried when I saw My Life as a Zucchini in theaters, and it was actually my second time crying that day, because I cried earlier watching MasterChef Junior's episode for that week. You so are going through I had a day it. on Saturday. <laughs> Emotionally, you are going through so it. So I wholeheartedly recommend My Life as a Zucchini. It's, like, it's actually rated PG-13, which like for an animated film... Weird, because it's like a lot. It's like Brit, some British sex humor. Okay. Well, I, no, it's actually a French movie. So French sex humor. Is it in French? Do I have to read it? So you could you could see it in in French, or you could see the dub, which has the Nika Offerman, Ellen Page voices. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh. Amy Sedaris is in it. Oh, great. Yeah, and has like a great role in it too. So I like don't sleep on my life as a zucchini. It's like playing in New York City and L.A. and maybe a few other places. Um. Viola. Viola. I didn't... I didn't not want Viola. So I have complicated feelings about... I, that's why I'm bringing it up. I know you do. <laughs> I have complicated feelings about that. First of all, Viola should have won an award for Doubt. Like, hands down. That year, Penelope Cruz won for Vicky Cristina Barcelona, which was, like, fine and shouting and shooting a gun in the air and blah, 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 blah. Wait, who beat... Penelope Cruz and really? Vicky Cristina Barcelona, yeah. And supporting, really. In supporting, because Viola had that scene in oh, Doubt yeah. where she just shows up for like 10 minutes I and saw that. Yeah, yeah. Murder, murders Meryl Streep to death and then wanders away, and yeah. she's just the best, the best in it. And you know, that scene reminded me of her performance in Fences, except her performance in yeah. Fences is the entire the movie. The entire thing. And I just felt like... I think she should have an award. I also think she should have been lead in this. And I would have loved for, I would have loved to Michelle Williams Oscar. I love Michelle Williams yes, so much. Yes, I knew you were going to bring this up. And if Viola were lead, then she could have ruined Emma Stone's entire life and won that award there. And everything would have worked out the way that I know. Cause then Casey Affleck still exists, but yeah. still it would have worked closer to what I wanted it to be. 
Yeah. Because um, Michelle Williams... Did you see Manchester by the... No, but I watched yeah. the scene that you love. Yeah. But I feel like I need the context of the movie to like it more. I, and I can't spoil it for you. No, I read the Wikipedia. I don't care. I'm not oh, going to see it. I mean, it, like, once you get the context of it, that it hits a little harder. But Michelle Williams, like... She has a couple of scenes where she's sort of like sobbing in, in a Boston accent, and that movie is a, yeah. a lot of like depressed people from Boston, but it's good. And from Miss Congeniality, Miss Rhode Island is in it as sort of like a, a slutty mom of teens, and that's oh. always a treat for the ages. Wow! I saw so I saw all of the I saw the all the best supporting actress movies. Um, Wow. Hidden Hidden Figures is great, but also Janelle Monet is better than Octavia Spencer in that and she yeah, she I <laughs> in mean, my notes, Janelle Monet should have been nominated for supporting over Octavia. For either for Moonlight or for or for that. I think she's better in Hidden Fences. Hidden Figures, Hidden, you oh demon. Oh my god, I, it's cuz that's been in the news so much. I know. Hidden Figures. Exit the apartment I through the window. I wouldn't have said it. I wouldn't have said it if not for the fact that everyone keeps talking about you <laughs> have ruined your life. I, I actually saw Moonlight, Hidden Figures, and Fences. That's in the same day. No, like oh. like all, but actually within like a week though. Okay. Um, no, I but I thought three. I thought Janelle should have got it over or got should have got a nomination over Octavia. Yeah, Octavia's role was kind of like lame. I thought in the yeah. movie. Um, she was just sort of like she fought with Kirsten Dunn's, which I like, yeah. but they never like screamed at but, each other. But like Janelle's scene in the courtroom was very mm-hmm. Marissa Tomei winning her Oscar. Uh, <laughs> wait, and you didn't see? Did you see Lion? No. I, I mean, Nikki Kidman's doing some wig work, which we can talk about later. But I thought she was great in it, and mm-hmm. I don't remember who the the last person that was nominated and supporting was, but I know I saw it. Mm. Whatever it was. Um. So Bri- oh, it was Naomi Harris and Moonlight, which was great. Yeah, I feel I feel bad though because I feel like that all the all the guys in Moonlight like got jipped. Other yeah, than it's Marshall. weird because they're splitting like thirty thirty or thirty three thirty three. They're splitting it into thirds, so like none of them gets to be a lead. But you feel like you could have stacked supporting actor yeah. with them, or at least one, like give it to one of them. Yeah, although it's hard to say which one. I feel like. I think it's grown up. It's grown up. It's grown. I feel like a lot of people really appreciate the middle one, though. Oh, the middle one is great, but I'm the older one has the sort of like (laughs) Calvin Klein (laughs) underwear of it all. Well, yes. Um, uh, Brie Larson not clapping. Brie Larson, not I. I first of all, like, still can't tell the difference between Brie Larson and Alicia Vikander, and sort oh. of wanted to hate both of them because I can't tell the difference between their like plain faces. I feel like you're an expert in like obscure white women no, actresses. I know, I know, but th- the one sort of like disgusted. Did you see Girl on the Train? Like Haley Bennett. There's Pardon a me. whole sort of like era of blonde between the ages of 20 and 25 actresses that I just don't want to I don't want to learn their names yet until they fight it out to the death. Well, did you see Room? I saw Room and hated Room. See I feel like I know who she is because like her face stuck with me. I know I didn't want to I hated Room so much <laughs> that I didn't want to learn it but I, I so long story short I wanted to I wanted to dislike her and then her not clapping conspicuously not clapping for Casey Affleck was beautiful. Yeah. She hates him so much. (laughs) And it was, it was a treat. Um, 
Lin-Manuel missing his EGOT. Good. I feel like he's probably going to get another ch- chance anyway. He's just going to keep doing movie I want scores now. The next, the next in line for an EGOT is either. It's either Lin-Manuel or... Cynthia Nixon. Well, it's Cindy Nicks, but that'll never happen. Kate Winslet is overdue. I think she needs I think she needs an Emmy. Really? That's yeah. like a weird one to need. It's a weird she has a weird random one that she needs, and then Viola needs a Grammy. So yeah. Viola needs to record an audiobook right immediately. But I would rather have Lynn Manuel uh, I'd rather have Viola get it than Lynn Manuel who cares. Yeah, definitely. definitely. His, I hate his I hate his face. I <laughs> I want to watch Hamilton and hate Hamilton. I'm I'm sure mm. I I'm sure I will be sucked in, but like I don't he doesn't do anything for me. Okay. That girl though, the sixteen year old girl who is a beautiful gem. Yeah, she had like a Lady Gaga moment, I felt like. Yeah, give her a give her a, a Haley Steinfeld teen movie. Yeah. Um so a big moment was made of Nicole Kidman clapping, which is part of the reason we right. our attention has been drawn to her. So you've seen you've seen like previous clips of her clapping just like that. She doesn't know how to clap. Oh, I didn't realize. It's that. like previous years award shows. My first thought was like maybe she's got something going on with her acrylic fingernails yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. But then they pulled up years past pictures of her clapping, and she always claps mm. like a seal but with her all- fingers far from one another. But also, like it was the camera. Well, the camera made her look like she like, had alien mitts. What, what's his face? Um, Keith Urban. Like his, like his paw looked huge from the, that the, the, bag the, of dicks. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry. Um, so the one last thing, I didn't see it live. I caught it the next day because we went to sleep. <laughs> the Moonlight La La Land thing. I so I think we all it, something that we should be talking about or not is the fact that. Faye Dunaway was was drunk. She was she must have been drunk. I picture her sort of like bossing around her staff and drinking vodka neat in the, the day. I I do want to say though, looking at the card, the typo- the typography is like very wrong. Oh, and it's confusing. And Warren Beatty is sitting there just sort of like I don't know what to do with this. And then Faye Dunaway's drunk ass grabs it and is like, la la land, right? I know, but, like, unless, like, you have to come at the idea of, like, you don't expect the card to be the wrong card. So, like, if her vision isn't, like, great, which, I mean, like, when you get older, you're, like, she wasn't wearing glasses or anything. Like, if La La Land is the biggest type font, like... But if you don't understand 100% what's going on, apparently the two of them fought over who got to actually say say it, it, which is part of the reason why she, like, grabbed it. Mm. I... I just think she was a little drunk. You saw yeah. that the the Price Waterhouse Cooper guy got fired. I did fire. I thought he just wasn't allowed to be on the show anymore. Uh, well, that's like fired from the show. Oh yeah, but like he still has a job with Price Waterhouse. I'm maybe. assuming. I don't think they'd fire him from yeah. his accounting firm yeah, for yeah, him, yeah. but they fired him from the Oscars. He's not allowed to be in charge of it because he was too busy taking selfies with Emma Stone and forgot. Which was interesting because I went to his Twitter page and then, like they made him out to seem like some big tweeter, but like he tweets like once every three weeks. Yeah, he so, just wanted to get a pick with yeah. Emma. Um, but what's interesting is that if the whole Viola Davis thing, as we wished it happened... Mm-hmm had occurred her winning lead that mix-up wouldn't have happened or they would have announced that is was F- fences nominated for best picture i think it was 
Then I would maybe everybody would have been super confused because they no would have one was that expecting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was. I. I was sort of like caught adrift by it. It didn't make any sort of sense, and I'm still trying to make sense mm. of it. Okay, but it was exciting at the end. So that's the Oscars. I I mean, it's weird because normally I've seen no movies, and this year I actually saw like I saw every movie, and then I wanted, I wanted every to... movie for Best Picture. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I'm still holding out on, I refuse to watch Hacksaw Ridge because um, Mel Gibson is a gross yeah. anti-Semite. And I haven't, I keep turning on Florence Foster Jenkins and falling asleep <laughs> in the middle of it. Zach watched it on a plane and had some feelings about it, but I like, yeah. I haven't seen it and I guess I should. I don't know. So from the Oscars to Dancing with the Stars. So for me, this always plays out the same way. I pay attention to the casting and then I'll catch a clip of like someone I'm interested in. But like those shows are like three Three hours hours long, long, seven days a week. (laughs) You need to like quit your job. I I don't, I want to commit. So I feel that way about the bachelor too. Like I'm not going to watch her after show. I'm not going to watch two hours and then an after show. The people who commit to that, I just, I mean like, I watch all these shows for this podcast and then take a night out of my week to record a podcast and yet I can't do Bachelor. I can't and I won't do... Well, I'll tune in maybe for Erica Jane. Well, the problem is these two shows, like Bachelor and Dancing with the Stars, are always so padded. Mm -hmm. It's like so much padding. And even the amount of time you spend on a fast forward just trying to get from thing to thing. Maybe I can just watch like Erica Jane clip packages or... Nancy Kerrigan clip packages. Yeah. So, the big name for us, at least, is Erica Jane. Yeah. Which is, you know, sometimes there's casting that's like, oh, this is kind of unfair. Like, Erica Jane isn't like a dancing queen. She's mm. just more like. She pats the puss. Yeah, she has her own. And I hope moves. that that is a move <laughs> that will be featured on um, Dancing with the Stars. Besides Erica, the, two, the other two that stood out to me were. Heather Morris from Glee. Who is a, a ringer. She was well, on So You Think You Can Dance before she was on Glee. She was Beyonce's backup dancer exactly. during I, Single Ladies. I know she's had a, a baby since then, but I feel like this is just sort Unfair. of a, a, gim, a gimme unless they... I don't... I mean, they usually they've had a couple of times like some sort of figure skater or something yeah. win. So maybe... Nancy Kerrigan is kind of a ringer, and I know last year that Laurie Hernandez won, so maybe Simone Biles yeah. is a ring. There's a lot of like very strong people with actual dance background. Well, that brings us to Normani from Fifth Harmony, which is interesting because like I thought they were trying to kick off their new era. Yeah, and she's really the only one of them that can dance. If yeah, you've ever they, watched one of their music videos. And I've seen them live, and let me tell you. <laughs> she's the only one that's trying. Yes. Um, uh, so let me just But quickly... maybe, they're, maybe they're breaking up, and she just wants to spin Jump off ship. solo. Yeah. yeah. So we covered a few of them. I'm going to go through the rest quickly with you, and uh, you could give me Just a, a quick care, care don't care. Or, or yeah. Care don't care. So Simone Biles. Care. I care a little bit just because I think she's the most interesting of like yeah. the gymnastics squad. Bonner Bolton. What the fuck is that? I, I think no, you could. That's fine. This is a safe. I swear, safe, this is a safe place. Uh, I think this might be a sports person. A sportster. Chara. Chara will always care yes. until I die. 
I, I like can't believe she's still kicking. <laughs> I'm just so happy like, how she old is. is she? Oh my god. Um, while I look that up, uh, the next one, Rashad Jennings, who I believe is a football. Sometimes player. football players do good at this. I mean, I don't, I, I don't care, but I, it's maybe like, he'll be good. It's because like the straight men watching with their wives, like, will vote for him or something like nonsense. Um, I'm sure Brenner Bolton, whatever that is, is like appealing to Trump land or something. Yes. Uh, the next one is Nancy. You care about I, uh, always, but I'm Team Tanya, but I care about Nancy. Um, David Ross, I believe this is another sports person. Gross. What? No. Mr. T. I I did. Why did that get I know. <laughs> I, I care. I'm confused. <laughs> I want to see. Um, yeah, I care. And then lastly, they they'll always slip one in. Nick Vile, I guess his name is. He's from, the bachelor. Like the bachelor. No, I, no, no, thank you. Uh, so yeah, so that's it for Dancing with the Stars. Not tuning in, but I'll pretend like I watched, and then I won't. No, but like you, like we'll we'll tune in for the Erica Jane clip, and that Snooki clip I posted last week of her doing uh, work, bitch. <laughs> it, go back and check that out if you haven't seen it because. Ooh, that's amazing. I Better remember, than any Britney performance of Work Bitch. I remember there were a couple of treats of Bristol Palin performances, and I remember one Marie Osmond where she was dressed up like a doll. So every <laughs> oh, once yes. in a while, things will get weird there. A Leah Remini Roar performance. <laughs> um, so lastly in the news, Drag Race. We find, we've been waiting. We had the reveal like weeks ago, it feels like. Mm-hmm. We now know the release date. So uh, Entertainment Weekly reported uh, it's premiering on VH1 on Fridays, 8 p.m. March 24th. I, I, I'm confused by this. I like the VH1 because the logo app is terrible. It's hard. To, yeah. v, like, there's no logo in HD. Fine, fine, whatever. Yeah. But a Friday night, I feel like part of the joy of Drag Race is you can watch it at home, or if you want to, you could wander into any gay bar yeah. on a Monday and watch Drag Race, and there's a drag queen that's hosting it. I don't know what this drag race watch looks like now and i don't know if i'm expected to stay in on a friday at eight to, to well, watch it brent and i were talking about it so it seems like it's either going to be like the kickoff in a bar to mm-hmm. your friday night yeah or you go to someone's apartment for like a quick cocktail watch drag race and then go out because i know they're replaying it on logo on the monday tuesday. after tuesday after yeah and um, that's going to conflict with Housewives. But what's interesting, yeah, you're going to, I mean, you're not going to wait till Tuesday to watch yeah, it. Yeah, but that's the thing, too, is I guess you have to you watch have it on Friday. You like, at worst I'm, you'll watch it Saturday morning. Oh, yeah, it's a, maybe it's a, becomes a Saturday morning hangover thing if you yeah. don't get to watch it on Friday you night. You just have to, you have to avoid Twitter, like, the whole night. Well, hopefully if, if the out. Friday night is good yeah. enough, but um, not, not with me, so. So, <laughs> so uh. I have a little insight as to why this might have happened. Tell me. So Variety reported a few weeks ago that Viacom unleashed a slew of changes for its cable operations, all designed to focus on the conglomerate's resources on six core channels that Viacom CEO Bob Backish hopes will be must-have for any pay TV bundle. So right now, Viacom owns like 25 channels. Yeah. There's like all those MTV, MTV. sub-channels, like MTV2, MTV3, yeah. MTVU... There's like 10 VH1 channels. Um, there's Logo. Um, they own BET, Comedy Central, uh, Spike, um, some more. But let me get, let me continue. So apparently, oh yeah, Nickelodeon and Nick Jr. 
So the flagship six are going to be Nickelodeon, Nick Jr. for younger viewers. I mean, I mean for kids. MTV and Comedy Central for younger viewers. BET, as it reports for African Americans. And uh, the Spike channel is going to be rebranded the Paramount Network for scripted programming. Scripted? Well, because now they have, like, they were talking about how, like, scripted programming has not been succeeding on MTV. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll occasionally have someone VH1, like, the, like being Mary Jane. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, that was on BET. Yeah. They, like, they, they throw in scripting programming in these random channels. They want to focus it all on one channel. Oh, they also own TV Land. So they'll take Younger, uh, they'll take maybe Kyle Richards. I'll never show. watch it. Kyle Richards, <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid American whatever show. Yeah, so I think they're like moving things around. But what's interesting is VH1's not listed as one of the core six. Uh, so maybe they're taking it over to VH1 and maybe it'll eventually get a final pit stop on MTV. Or maybe we're nearing the end of Drag Race, I which Rue has like discussed as a possibility. No, it just. Pitch it over to, just pitch it over to Bravo. I know, but it's a completely different network. I know. Just do it though. Find a way. IP lawyers, find a way for me. <laughs> uh, so I think that's it for the news. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back with Vanderpump Rules and the Real Houses of Beverly Hills. All right, we're back to discuss Vanderpump Rules. Yes. This iconic New Year, New Year's, New Orleans trip. It is exhausting to watch because you can tell they're just so drunk the entire time that they're almost incoherent. But what's interesting is comparing... I watched this episode twice, actually. Mm -hmm. And comparing it to last week's episode of Come Through Queen where I was reporting live from the moon. Like, they they impressively don't slur much when they're drunk. It's because somehow all of alcohol gets processed in their body is just pure rage. Yeah. Anger. The opening, the opening of this the episode battered wife is so jarring just to see Clea Duvall in, in <laughs> and that dress, in half drag, and you can tell that even Ariana, who I've never liked before in my entire life, is just sitting there looking at her shocked. man, shocked and appalled, and sort of like wanting to take a step back. And she's always team. Uh, Team Sandoval. She is team cool girl. She is team, uh, I don't have feelings, I'm not involved, I'm not invested, I don't care. But she came off... Better than she ever has. Yeah. Um, And Sheena is just in a a shrieking match about whether or not Tom... Whether or not Tom Schwartz was coerced into proposing to Katie. Well, I I, I did want to talk about this a little bit. Katie did have... If you're going to defend Tom Sandoval now, I'm excited. Katie did have the ultimatum. And I don't don't think that any of these people understand what the word ultimatum means, but that is true. And, but I don't begrudge her for the ultimatum like most of the cast members were. Also, I mean, she'd been dating him for five years. I don't think it's it's harmful to ask, like, okay, we need to be progressing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, if you're, like, if you never want to get married, I want to know that. Like, if you... If you don't want to get married to me, I want to know that. It's, so I'm kind of souring on Tom Schwartz, which I don't want to do because he's so he is so handsome and I do just want to hug him. But there's a weird thing about him where he pretends that he like everybody pre- like 
He does not make any decisions for himself. He's constantly being coerced. He's not responsible for anything that he's doing. He is just like a put upon child. But yeah, he's he just a, wants to... a 30, 30, 35 year old man. <laughs> like he's an adult. Yeah, he just wants to always go along with the flow. But like, if you're unhappy in your relationship, like, we can't continue going along with the flow. And I think what became clear later with this, the sweet, tender kiss is that the heart of. Tom Sandoval's frustration is that he is in love with Tom Schwartz. He wants to be with him. He's upset at Tom Schwartz, like, marrying somebody else, and then he's unavailable yeah. for that love, like, their love story to really blossom. That would be beautiful. And, like, in a little life, sort of, like, friends becoming <laughs> lovers sort of way. <laughs> oh my God, burn that book. <laughs> Where is that? I want to get rid of it. Oh, if we just in the middle of this podcast you find a little life on your shelf just chuck it out of the fucking window and then you're back and now we're back to come through oh queen. my god wait do you like that book no people like are ride or die for people it. are are sobbing on like public transportation across <laughs> oh this great country reading a little life and i thought it was a 900 page slog yeah, okay. I mean, that was a quick aside, but thank you for being team anti-little with me. <laughs> um, there was a scene with Sheena and Shay. Shay Shay. Oh. Shay Shay and Sheena Shay. Like, talking about everyone's relationships and how glad they are that they don't deal with these it's problems. It's just so... Like, the, the, editors the editors must hate Sheena so much. Also, the idea that, like, Shay Shay can't drink alcohol on camera because he has, like, whatever issues. You think he's drinking it off camera? No, I just think, like, how sad to be on that New Orleans trip trip. with Sheena sober. Yeah. I feel sorry for Shay, and I understand why he cleaned out her bank accounts and fled in the middle of the night. (laughs) Well, that's, that's another funny thing is, like, they, in the discussion, like, Sheena was like... I need, like, if I'm marrying someone, I need to trust them. It's not like you're going to, like, go to stir and pick up my tips and then clean out my bank account. He's like, uh, yeah. Which is exactly <laughs> what he did. He told her he was going in for a late night recording session at the studio and then just, like, fled to Azusa. Oh, my God. Uh, so we also have some Lisa Vander two Lisa Vanderpump scenes... Which I want to bring up. Are they introducing that girl as a cast member for so, next season because Lala died? She died for our sins. <laughs> <laughs> and thus, Katie O'Malley. Katie O'Malley. Not, not to be confused with Katie Maloney. <laughs> and I just... That that scene, I, I waited table <laughs> since I was like 14, so I understand mm. this whole like memorize the menu and then yeah. give a weird fake performance art piece about it. I've never seen somebody so bad at that in my life. Ooh, yeah. She pulled out a, a cucumber martini and then she was just done for. As if all of us just from watching Vanderpump shows couldn't be like, Pump and Glory, Pumptini, yeah, would you like some goat cheese balls? Would you like a caprese salad? Like I know the menu yes, of all the stupid restaurants. Better than Katie O'Malley. Uh, but like, one thing that jumped out to me, and maybe I never waited tables, but maybe you can speak to this. Her saying, this is our best selling drink. Sound you're not supposed to say this is our most popular yes, drink. Yes, correct. Best selling is like, 
Oh, yeah, I have to, like, give you money for this. You're not supposed to make them aware of the fact that they're, like, spending money. They're supposed to think that they're in, like, a fantasy land where they're having an experience, which is why, like, you're supposed to subtly suggest menu items that are more expensive, but you don't want them to know, like, this is a little more expensive, but you should try the steak. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And she's a profound idiot, which means she will fit right (laughs) in with this cast. Um, Like a glove. So the other Lisa scene, which I'm, I'm, like surprised with how well they've been able to keep Lisa in the loop while everyone's in New Orleans. I guess. Um, she wants to open up a restaurant with Sandoval at the range. Tom Sandoval. <laughs> I think this is genius. Really? Like, to, I don't think, it's not going to be a spinoff show because like how many spinoffs can Lisa Vanderbilt, like Lisa Vanderbilt can't be on like 10 different shows on Bravo. But this is like such a great plot point. But remember, to create. To, it'll create a lot of tension if she wants to actually get involved, which maybe she does want to sort of like ramp up and actually start fighting with them. Um, but remember when Tom Sandoval just wanted to like go to St. Louis and get drunk off yeah. Vanderpump Sangria for a, as a, a job? I just don't trust his, his management skills. Yeah, but I think that could have been like playing up for the camera a little bit. His like, own idiocy? Like, I think there is something to be said for the fact that, like, should they, Ken and Lisa were saying that he's worked for them for eight years. There's, like, years I, I think that's a sign of lack of ambition and common well, sense. <laughs> not, yeah. like, skills, somehow skills at at managing a restaurant. He Maybe he could be, like, a head bartender or something, develop the bar menu, but even that, I... I'm excited, and I want to go opening night, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> I just feel like all of his cocktails would be, I don't know, what is closeted, hom- oh <laughs> what is God. internalized homophobia taste like? No, he's not homophobic. He loves LGBT. He's crying during the shooting, remember? Oh, that's fair, yeah. That was um, not fair of me. And also, like, he was the most into the drag of them all. Oh, he was the most beautiful. Yes, he, which I was not expecting at all. The... Well, I, I'm so, I was expecting Schwartz to show up a little bit. I was expecting him to be prettier yeah. for second and third of all. But the, the sight of Tom in the dress kicking the door open and then Tom <laughs> Schwartz is sitting on the bed sort of like forlornly. Um, it'll be burned in my brain forever. Yeah. This season hasn't been exactly what I've wanted it to be, but that like that image alone is worth rewatching hundreds of times. I think it had a slow start. Yeah, and I think there's some scrambling with now that Lala's gone and James is like not as integrated. I, yeah. I think they're having some trouble figuring it out. And God bless Katie Maloney. I still ride or die for Katie Maloney. Oh. Still, even still to this day. Um, I I don't know why. I've got a lot of unpopular I, opinions and wait for Beverly Hills. But uh, this this. Katie Maloney is sort of an insecure bully and Tom Schwartz is a, an emotionally stunted man-child. Like, plot is not enough to drive a season. Maybe yeah. if we could have had more, like, Britney, Kristen, faux lesbian flirting. The, Jax is Jax is somehow, like, normal-seeming. It's all yeah. very... But I think Britney's mishmash. bringing stuff to the table. Britney's bringing a lot to the table. And Judy had a great scene. She did. With Tom Sandoval. She did. She's Welcome to the swamp, baby. <laughs> <laughs> when he goes out for a cigarette. I mean, I like that sort of Carter has restrained her a little bit, but I like that she's still, I mean, you can't cure sort of somebody that's that unwell. 
But I do think she... And it she, creeps out. I, I, she may not be fully cured, but I think she has been... It's like a partial cure. Yeah. Like, therapy has helped. Yes. And, like, it's been exciting to see Carter find his voice, finally. And the Sia comment is funny. <laughs> I mean, if he pulls out a line, like, you grow up to be Sia, I, I mean, I think he's spoken, like, ten lines on the show, and one of them was that good. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty good batting average. Yeah, exactly. Um, anything else from this episode that spoke to you? I mean, there's, like, Stasi going to her home. I wasn't that interested in that. No, I don't really care. Um, there was like the final night when they're all kissing each other. <gasps> Peter and Stassi. Peter, like that coupledom. I want. I want it. I want it back. I've been shipping it for a while. Maybe as soon as he cut his hair, Stassi saw something new in him, and it's going to blossom into something beautiful. They dated once; they'll do it again. Well, that picture of him from seven years ago—it sounds like mm. he kind of looks like that again. Like, he I, had the in-between where he's looking like a... I think he's super handsome, and I think Stassi would be smart to do it. Yeah. She's still not working there. If she wants to tie herself to the show, she needs to start dating somebody, Sir or Jason, he, quickly. He's a manager. He yeah. should be the one taking over, taking the new he restaurant. Should, he should have had a tray to begin with. So, Alex told me, I don't know what season it was, but there was some behind-the-scenes filming of the intro. Mm-hmm. And Peter was supposed to be part of the intro one season. Oh, maybe it was season two. I wonder like what Two happened. or three, I want to say it was. He must have not wanted them to like dive that far deep into his own... Personal life? Yeah. Although, that scene a few episodes ago where he was like filming Sandoval. Oh. I don't know. Is he getting a director career now? Maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> Tom Sandoval's Outer Space. It was like a three-minute Outer Space <laughs> opus that they were going to try to use. I to... love it. Oh, God. Uh, let's hop in a lift. Sure. To Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> Just an Uber away. No, we're not taking Ubers anymore. Uh, all right. We're taking lifts, a lift. remember? Sure, yeah. Um... Oh, yeah, there's been, like, more crazy Uber news. The CEO, I, del- I deleted it, but I, that article was insane. Yeah. To, Google CEO Uber. It's crazy business going on. Um, so, Beverly Hills. This was very, like, one scene episode. Yeah. Whereas, like, Vendor Rules, I was like, bam, 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 like, 20 different scenes. It, it built into something great. I was wondering where we were all going, sort of the, like, Lisa Harry Hamlin phone call, sort of dog meat festival of it all. Yeah. And then it sort of got great in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. So this is the coven scene we've seen in the previews. Black Velvet. Everyone's so wearing, much Black Velvet. Yeah, everyone's wearing black. They're casting a spell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Carney Wilson's cheese, mini cheesecake tasting event, which we have confirmed will is available for pre-orders in June, which we were discussing over dinner. Carney, you knew this was airing. Like, couldn't you ramp up production? Like it's set up the pre-orders now and then start delivering them in June. How long does it take to make an orange dreamsicle cheesecake? Like, aren't a lot of cheesecakes like no bake to begin with? Yeah. You don't even have the hours involved. I make, I make, I make a lot of cheesecake. Oh, oddly. what are you, like a golden girl? Yeah, I just like, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Um, a Dorothy, but it's, oh God, it just can't be that baby. hard. It can't be that hard. Yeah. But anyway, they start in the in the cheesecake the cheesecake factory, which is now <laughs> Kyle Richards' house is the cheesecake factory, yes. where Carney is making her no bake orange dreamsicle and chocolate hazelnut cream che- or cream 
cheesecakes. God damn it. But it, it sounds great. And then everybody starts trickling in. Everyone's there. One by one. Camille. Well, well, first Kim Kim gets there with her with her sponsor. Claire. Who, yeah, who is a harsh looking woman who, wearing Claire a Mumu. Didn't get the the memo. No, she sticks out like a sore thumb. Claire and Farah, Kyle's daughter, both do not get the memo. I won't acknowledge they ruin Farrah's the existence. <laughs> <laughs> Sir waitresses don't matter to me until they have a tray. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they didn't get the memo and she was wearing sort of a loud patterned thing. Yeah. And then Kim, Kim immediately has a grudge on waiting for Rena. And then who else trickles in? Dorito. Uh, Rena shows up with Erica, Erica Jane. Jane. And there's that scene in the limo where Rena's like, just so you know, I said it. And Erica Jane just <laughs> is like, woof. Um, Eileen shows shows up sporting her post-diarrhea body. <laughs> Which looks great. She, uh, Get me on the Montezuma's Revenge diet. She looks beautiful in a backless jumper. She she loves a onesie. Her oh. looks this season. <sighs> She's killing it. Erica Jane really worked her over. And that she looks great. That beautiful sisterhood. We did have a quick clip of them, like, talking about the filming. Oh, yeah. I think they're getting her an acting coach before Young and the Restless. But I feel like this was not this was not timed well in terms of, like, we've seen the scene of Erica yeah. and Eileen, like, months ago at this point. I can't get the timeline for that, and I know that Erica is not a recurring character on Young yeah, and the Restless. Yeah, they so. could have just, sl- like, put that slot in, like, in an episode three weeks from now. Yeah, it was insane. Um... But then, like, Rinna shows up and there's just sort of immediate tension. First with Vanderpump, who I, I hate on this show now. No, I know. I love her on Pump Rules. I hate Don't her Don't care on for this. her on Beverly Hills. She, uh, she just immediately starts squaring with Rinna and not in, like, a fun, funny way, but just in, like, an awkward, rude yeah. way. She just seems, like, tactless and gross. So then they start eating the cheesecakes. But Rena doesn't, because she has a sit-down with Eileen. Rena has to take Eileen aside and And have the same conversation, like, Welp, I said it. I love that sisterhood, because Eileen will, like, blindly defend her. Mm -hmm. She's like, Rena. (laughs) Eileen looked at her and was just like, what is wrong with you? You are my friend and I love you and I will support you, but what is wrong with you chemically? So then Carney comes in and yells at them for not <laughs> Well, wait, first Kyle comes in and Rin is about oh, to yeah. do this all privately. Like right before Carney walks and in. And Carney's like, Jesus, guys, my cheesecakes. <laughs> you guys, I'm holding a cheesecake in my hand. Come have cheesecake. Yeah, so they all go outside and Rena, like before her butt even sits down, because guys, I I I I gotta say, I gotta, Kim, talk, I gotta talk to you. I, I gotta, gotta talk, talk to you. Kim. Kim. <laughs> so, what's your hot take that you don't think I'm gonna, I'm going to agree with? Well, first of all, I I know I understand why politically Rena is apologizing for the things that she has said. Mm. That being said, I don't think she was wrong. And if I were her, I wouldn't apologize because Kim is one relapse away from being dead, and. Oh. Kyle is a terrible enabler. Kyle and Kim are both awful people. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, I understand why she's apologizing for the show, but I don't think she's wrong. Well, I think 
that it's less apologizing for what she said and more having to apologize for saying it on camera and making it a storyline. Yeah, because Kim does look... I hate Kim Richards more than anybody that's been on that show ever. Mm -hmm. And she looks better this season sort of physically. She looks healthier. Yeah, definitely. Um, So it's maybe not an opportune time for Rinna to decide she wants to drag this back out again and beat it to death. I do want to say... I was impressed with how Rinna managed, managed to survive this, mm-hmm. especially the means by which she did so, which was latching on to Carney Wilson for latching dear life. Latching on, <laughs> and Carney supported her, and somehow managed to bring the sort of four people who are all behaving like assholes in that moment, yeah, which Eden. is Rich and Rich are Rinna, Eden, Sassoon, and both of the Richards. Yes. And made them all sort of like get along and play nice. Vanderpump on the side Ooh. trying to make them fight. Yes. Carney <laughs> trying to make them get along. Carney wins. Great showing by Carney. Carney. So Dorit was on Watch What Happens Live following that episode. And, and Andy said, Carney had the best one episode arc of any like random guest star to ever mm. be on a Housewives show. Also, I know you haven't dove into this, but everybody needs to run to Eden Sassoon's <laughs> unwell Twitter, where she is having fights with Kyle Richards probably right now, um, and it's worth it's worth checking out because they still do not like each other, and I'm not convinced that Ian Sassoon knew that she was filming a show (laughs) while it was being shot. I think she did not understand that the cameramen were filming her. Um, Maybe, like, it's like, like, you know how so many reality stars say, oh, like, you forget about the cameras. Like, she literally never noticed the camera I just think she didn't know. She didn't know what was happening. Yeah. I do want to say, though, I, I, well, I agree with Carney for everything. Yeah. But... Kim was being so insensitive, insensitive to the fact yeah. that that Eden's sister died. Especially considering the fact that, like, it's not like Eden's sister died in a vacuum outside of Kim and Kyle. She died, like, partying with Kim. Yeah. So, like, she, like, Eden does have a horse in this race. Yeah. It, it just, Kim is a terrible person. Well, no. I w- <laughs> she's a terrible person she has probably done so many terrible things sort of over the course of her illness that now at this point being well she still can't get over the defensiveness of it and I just want her to be better and I've given up hope that it's gonna happen yeah because she's I- still spi- like if you can't just say sort of calmly and clearly like I'm sorry I tried to drag your husband out during that weird argument in Amsterdam oh. where Eileen rose to greatness the fact that that Rena said like people go up to Harry now and say like what did you do <laughs> which I'm not surprised by like some of the lunatic fans of the show I just want to know what Harry did and Kim finally admitted that she did not know she did not have any information ever yeah even though her. on a reunion she continued to insinuate that she had info yeah uh, just the worst anything else for Beverly Hills I'm trying to think because I feel like there should be Erica Jane is pulling out some great hairstyles out of the middle of nowhere. Yeah, um, she looked great at the coven party. She looks great yeah. with a side pony next week. She looks the side pony next week and her crying to her mother. I'm I sort of really like Dorito's haircut and I'm wondering if maybe I'm turning a corner on Dorit, which I never expected. Well, we've talked about this a few episodes. Like, it she's not the kind of person that you like hate and hate continuously. Mm-hmm. Like. 
she could have a good episode and like can be kind of funny. Yeah, she's not a Kelly Dodd. Yeah, well, not... even Kelly Dodd sort of came around in her own weird yeah, way. By the end, you just felt bad for her. Yeah, she's not like Brandy, like her final season where it was just like, uh, like get her uh, off, please. Yeah. So I think we'll take a quick break and okay. then we will continue with. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. seating chart for. Oh yeah. Thank you for alerting me to this. Uh, so, Lauren Von Bergen, a friend of the show, at Laura VB, for those of you who want to find her on Twitter, she, she tweeted us the seating chart for Vanderpump Rules Season 5 reunion, which is a complete mishmash. It's so, a mess. let me start from... What's, what makes sense? Okay. So, Andy and Lisa sit in the middle. Yeah, obviously. Andy's on the left. Uh, Vanderpump's on the right. So from Andy's side on the left, it's Andy, Sandoval, Ariana, Sheena, Jax, and James. Like, two of the people who hate each other the most, and Jax is not even seated next to Brittany. Yeah. So from Vanderpump, it's Schwartz, which I think this might be his first time, like, at the power position. Mm-hmm. So Schwartz, Katie, Stasi, Brittany, Duty all the way on the end. And Duty stands alone. And I... Wait, is... All of the... No, because the two couples, Schwartz and Sandoval, are next to their significant others. Yeah. And then Brittany and Jax are across from theirs. And James and Kristen, in a weird codependent way, are across from yeah. one another. Unless we want to say that Stassi and Sheena are a couple. <laughs> or like That's, they, they are all each other have now. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's it's a very weird setting that makes me wonder whether there's a Sandoval Schwartz falling out. But mm. that seems unlikely. Well, you know what? Brandon and I actually talked about this. The reunion seating for Vanderpump Rules matters so little compared to, like, a Housewives reunion. Oh, they all just scream at one There's just so many of them, and it's, like, it's not, like, Bethany sitting next to Andy or anything like that. So I I wouldn't take this too seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to (laughs) also thank Neely for bringing this this to my attention. So Neely, who has called in in the past, tweeted at us, saying Sheena Snapchatted her dog being put down. Please discuss. I only follow duty on Snapchat, so I had to scramble and find Sheena before the 24 hours were up. Did you find it? Yes. So oh, two, no. You watched well, a dog die? So two... Neely is partially correct. <laughs> it's The dog is not, like, giving its last breath in Snapchat. It's a photo of the dog looking extremely sick. Saying like, and she was saying something like, oh, like, so sad. It's like time for whatever the dog's name to go or whatever. But why isn't Lisa Vanderpump putting Sheena through the same pieces <laughs> as she's putting the Uline Dog Festival? I'm not sure that yeah. Sheena is any better. <laughs> the dog looked like very unwell. Like, I like don't want to see that. Who wants to see that? And then like hours later, hours later, she was like reporting from the club. Oh God! <laughs> like in this, like one tap later after the dog picture was like at a bar somewhere. Do you remember that the dog's name? Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. And Shay Dog. Shay Dog. Shay Shay. On that dead dog note. Yes. Yeah, so let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with more Nicole Kidman than you've ever imagined. Nikki Kidman kicking mm-hmm. it at the Moulin Rouge.
All right, we're back to talk about Nicole Kidman. Yes. So Frozen I'm glad that, that we're both Nicole Kidman super fans. Yes. Now she's had like a ton of movies. And I haven't seen all of them by any means. Neither have I. Maybe between the two of us, we'll get most of the way there. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a total of seven of them. Oh, I'm higher than that. Which for me is a lot because I see like two movies a year, maybe. (laughs) I did a weird thing while after I took, I mean, the time after I took the bar was like a, a trip. Mm. for me sort of emotionally to recover but I did watch almost every supporting actress and best actress nominee back to like 1986 oh wow and so I I took that trip and that captured a lot of (laughs) Nikki Kidman stuff apart from what I'd already sort of like seen of my own volition okay so what's the earliest Nicole Kidman movie you've seen actually wait we're gonna start with Big Little Lies. Let's do that. More, which more is so good. Yeah, okay, first of all, this is my piece of information. Did you know that Nicole Kidman and Lenny Kravitz were briefly engaged in 2007? Which means <laughs> Zo- Zoe Kravitz, who is on Big Little Lies, playing the like current wife yeah. of Reese's, that that Nikki is like sharing some scenes with her yeah, former fiance's daughter. Yeah, she hasn't had any scenes with her. Like, speaking directly to each other No, yet. just, like, classroom sort of... Re- or not the classroom, but when they're picking their kids up from school. And the yoga, the post-yoga Oh, the scene. yoga. They had yoga together. But, like, they weren't speaking to each other. Um, so, yeah, we're two episodes in. Did you read the book or no? No. And now, so I don't... I usually spoil things for myself. Yeah, I did that. You spoiled... I don't know who dies... Yeah. And I don't know what Shailene, the wood elf, is running from on that beach, just sort of generally and emotionally. And I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it yeah, for myself, I, I, which I, is weird for me. I regret it a little bit, but I think I, part of the reason I did it was because since it was a book, I was like, someone is going to spoil this for mm-hmm. me. So I might as well just spoil it for myself. Is it? Is it satisfying? At least who dies? I mean, I uh, imagine it's I imagine it's Dern. I imagine it has to be Dern because Lord Dern is too perfect for this world, but... I don't want to comment on that. Don't comment on Rather, that. Rather, what I'll say is it's at least, like, interesting, I guess similar in a way to someone who's read the book, to be able to watch it mm-hmm. knowing what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it's kind of like watching, like, what's what's the movie with, uh, with like, Haley Joel Osment and... Oh, success. It's yeah. like watching it, like already knowing why things are happening. I was like watching when I watched like the Gone Girl movie, but you had read Gone Girl before, yeah. so you sort of like know what's coming. Yeah, yeah. But first of all, Reese is peak Reese. This is the best thing that Reese has ever done. Really? I I think it's this followed by Election. See, I think Election is still better because it's more focused yeah. on her, just her. And, like, I like Reese, but the scenes when it's with her family. With Adam Scott? And, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the probably the weakest person in the entire cast is, like, the surly teen that yeah. wants to be friends with Zoe Kravitz. I don't care about her and never will. Um, mm. So, yeah, some of those scenes get a little hairy. Yeah. I wish the ex were hotter so I could understand her pining mm. away. Nikki is doing a lot of weird stuff, though. Nikki's doing some great weird sex it's stuff. It's like a callback to Eyes Wide Shut. With Eric <laughs> Northman, who is better than Tom Cruise. They make a lot of like physical sense together. Um, yeah, I, they look like a couple. 
she's playing a former lawyer in it, which I don't get. Like, I see Dern as a lawyer, but I don't see Nikki Kidman's character as a former Wait, lawyer. Wait, is Dern supposed to be a lawyer? Dern, too? Dern's a current lawyer. But also, like, a board of directors for... Un- PayPal, PayPal somehow, yeah, yeah. Which I guess she's, like, a big to-do. Mm. Um, but there's nothing about the, like that Celeste character that reads lawyer to me, except for the fact that she's into some sort of like dark bedroom time stuff. (laughs) Um, Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really find a fault. I mean, other than like the teen, like the kids are, I think are good actors. The little kids are great. I think Shailene's little kid is the best one. So cute. He's like the best of all the kids, but like Reese's Little kid, I think it's pretty good. I hate Dern's little kid, which I think I'm supposed to oh, do. Oh, yeah, you're supposed to hate her. That's uh, Katie Maloney, sort of like <laughs> base. Did you watch Get Out? No, I, we were going to see that soon. Okay, yeah, so yeah. watch that. Think about Allison Williams' character as Katie Maloney, and also in the same family, the same coven of witches is that little child. Arabella. Amabella is going to grow up to be one of them. It's just sort of like somebody whose basicness is so pure that it like transcends time and space. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but I highly recommend it. Yeah, if you're not watching it... Hopefully this is enough of an endorsement for you to jump in. And a lot of real estate porn. Those houses yeah. are great. I mean, I... That's It takes place in California, right? Or no? Monterey, California. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, I love the seasons. Even though we're not really having it in New York right now. Well, I don't want to go. I don't want to live there, but I'm, I like the houses. Yeah, there. yeah, they're yeah. nice. Um, okay, so quickly before we get to the movies, Nicole came in as a Scientology icon. Sure. She fled. I wish that at some point we will have Nicole Kidman and Katie Holmes. At least I hope that they've talked privately. Yeah. Um, if they ever talked on the record, maybe after he dies or like Scientology is disbanded. Yeah. Then even better. But she was like a, an original sort of SP. But what's interesting is that Remini talks about Katie Holmes, but like has never said peep about Nicole Kidman. I, they probably didn't overlap much whatever is going on with with connor and the daughter like their kids oh yeah, yeah. there's so much strangeness going on there with like whether the, whether the kids are scientologists or how involved they are with oh i think they are they're so they're fully team tom and they don't talk to nicole or you don't Keith. remember this i remember they that they call don't... her a fucking sp oh because okay so they're not allowed to talk to her because she's an sp yeah yeah, yeah. they they have no relationship with her. Um, Those poor kids never had a chance. Yeah, which is interesting because they're both adopted too. Yeah. So like they're totally just like... Well, Nicole would never gain the weight to birth a child. No, she has two children with Keith Urban. Wait, when was she pregnant? I know. I like completely did not I don't remember a pregnancy picture of her at all, ever. Well, I think like... There was a period of time where, like, her movie career uh, slowed down a little bit, and that's when she had the kids. Was it sort of pre... I... I'm so they ha- she had one kid in 2008. Okay, so wait. Sunday, that. Rose, Kidman, Urban. Oh, that's around Australia time, and I refuse to watch Australia. Like, yeah. that Australia Golden Compass time was very yeah. weak. And then 2010... 
Faith, Margaret, Kidman, Urban. So they have two daughters. That's Rabbit Hole, and she looked healthier in Rabbit Hole, so that makes sense. I know. Isn't it so interesting you never hear anything about those two kids? Yeah. Anything. And I, they're like... It just They're just, like 10... They're like 9 and 7 now. Oh, God. I'm really old. But also, so are the kids. Yeah. So are those kids. So what's your first Nicole Kidman movie? Because mine is not until the 90s. To Die For. Oh, I think I predate you. You never saw Batman Forever? Oh, I saw Batman Forever, yeah. But she's not doing a lot of, like... I know, but I... Acting in that. She's just sort of, like, slinking around. She's supposed to be a psychology professor somehow. I I mean, I saw that, but that movie, really, for me, as, like, I saw that, I think, when it came out, and as a, a tiny gay, that movie was all about Drew Barrymore and Debbie Mazar. Yes. As, like, sugar and spice or whatever. For, for Two-Face. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. But I do want to say, like, I feel like it's an important movie because as a... Uh, late millennial gay I feel like that like that movie was an introduction to most of our age bracket to Nicole Kidman yeah that probably that I mean that would have been the first I didn't see Days of Thunder until later I never saw it um and it's not great but I remember like at the very least she was beautiful and doing a whole like Veronica Lake haircut thing um and just sort of like slinking around she had to deal with Val Kilmer who was supposed to be incredibly difficult yeah. Um, so God bless her for getting through that. And then after that, To Die For, which is my favorite Nicole Kidman movie. Yeah, To Die For was the first DVD I ever bought. When I bought my PlayStation 2, which like was mm. the first time I had a machine that could play DVDs, I bought that and Selena. Those are <laughs> solid choices. Yeah. That's really good. Um, and I still own them to this day, obviously. Um, also, Casey Affleck's first movie. I think I just read wait, somebody. He's in that. Yeah, but as just like one of the background children. Yeah, because it was. He's one of the high school students. It's Joaquin Phoenix. Who's Joaquin the, Phoenix is the main. The main student. Yeah. But also, you know what? Led me into that movie. Ileana Douglas. I was an Ileana Douglas. Super Everybody fan. should be an Ileana Douglas <laughs> superfan. The see the end of To Die For with Ileana Douglas in the lake is just Ice the, it's so great, iconic. But she plays such Nikki plays such a good sociopath, and she never gets to do that anymore. Really, well, like I don't know if you saw Stoker. No. Stoker, she gets to be a little bit sociopathic, but recently she's like frail and sort of like yeah. wilting. But I loved seeing her like homicidal and terrible. So what was your next movie after to die, to die for? Uh, Practical Magic. I did not see that. That's what Sandra You Bob... haven't seen Practical No. Still? No. Go. Go oh. now. <laughs> Leave. Bye. Podcast over. It's so good. It's Sandra Bullock and Diane Weiss and Soccer Channing. And so uh, Sandra Bullock and Nikki Kidman are sister witches. Their aunts are Soccer Channing and Diane Weiss. And they're like unlucky in love and they cast spells and they drink margaritas at midnight and it's great and isn't there like a more iconic witch movie the craft like, no like of this vein like with michelle pfeiffer oh witches of eastwick yes but that's different so that is um share and michelle pfeiffer yes. and susan sarandon which sounds and more iconic than they're all magic. sister witches and they all sort of like fall in love and fuck the devil. Oh. Who is Jack, who is Jack Nicholson, and then they have to try to get him out of their lives. Mm-mm. Practical Magic is much more, like, huggier. Mm. Yeah. It's like family... It's the family stone of witch movies. Okay. All right. And then Eyes Wide Shut, which yeah. is the 
the first time I ever saw female genitalia is watching Eyes Wide Shut on the cable box that my dad rigged so he could watch horse racing on television. And I stayed up late, watched Eyes Wide Shut on HBO, and saw that saw female nudity, which I did not care for. So I am a, f- a few years older than you. Sure. And I also feel as though I was not old enough to be watching it when I did. I don't know. I 13 was not old enough. And I still, if I watched it today, maybe not old Wait, enough. Wait, how old are you now? I'm 30. 30. I'm proudly Yeah, 30. I was I was 16 and I was still not old enough to be watching Eyes Wide Shut. It's, it's weird stuff. Yeah, it's scary. Um, I, I almost would be willing to rewatch that now just to like... First of all, get that image seared out of my brain of like a naked lady corpse. And second, to figure out if it's weird because it's weird or if it was weird because I was 13 and didn't understand what sex is I think because it's a I was raised in a Catholic school. It's half and half? Yeah. Okay. All right. What's Mo- your next one? Uh, Moulin Rouge? Moulin Rouge. Yes. Yeah. I, so I stormed into college. Fre- you- what? No, so Moulin Rouge came out like my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And that's when the whole uh, Christina Aguilera, Lady Marmalade sure. thing was going on. Uh-huh. Which I was involved, like I was excited for, obviously as a Christina fan. Yeah. But like I never saw the movie. But then one of my best friends in college, Mikey, uh, like had the DVD or we watched it on like cable or something and then we ended up getting the DVD. And I became like a weird super fan of it. Like, I downloaded, like, all the tracks off of Napster. I think I've got a bunch of that. I've got... I've got a bunch of tracks from Moulin Rouge Oh, yeah. There. I definitely do. Um, the uh, Rufus Wainwright, like, one in French. Uh, it's just a lot of nonsense. I remember how it's, like, two albums. Like, there was one album, and there was, like, a whole yeah. other album of tracks. Um, that I wrote a paper on oh. in one of my film one, like film 101 classes they're like you can write a paper about whatever movie that you want so and what was my, your point my gay ass was like <laughs> Moulin Rouge was something about sort of like I don't know it, the, it's college paper words I'm sure it was like performativity and like subjectivity in Moulin Rouge mer, mer, mer. I love it I, in fact I could like watch it right now gladly mm-hmm. like I know all the words of the songs Elephant oh, Love Medley I oh. I still, so you can't find a good clip of the Like a Virgin part of that. Yeah. Where it's interspersed between the sort of like Jim Broadbent and then her and the Duke. Mm-hmm. And her and the Duke gets weird, really like gross yeah. and not consenty. I always want to watch that for some reason. Which <laughs> oh my God. I'm dark. Freak. I'm sorry. I'm a freak. Um, but I can't find a good clip of that on the YouTubes. Yeah, definitely a highlight. Yeah. Um, so what's your next one? Um, I, so I, I skipped the hours. I, Ooh, well, I think I beat, I skipped, I, I skipped the others and I skipped the hours. I, I heard the, the others is great, but I know what the twist is. So why bother? I forgot what the twist is, but yeah, I still proudly <laughs> suggest to anyone <laughs> to go watch it. I mean, like I, scary movies and horror movies like are not my speed, but like, this is good. Mm-hmm. And I think it has like something to do with like her kids or something, um, in the movie. But it's yeah. like a good. I they, my it's like un- a thriller. It's not my like understanding bloody. is it's like her and her kids and they're in a house that they just moved yeah. into and, and scary things yeah. are happening. So you never saw the hours. I never saw the hours. Okay, putty nose, putty nose, like oh, and I I will like 
boldly say that I don't I don't know if she she didn't deserve an Oscar for the hours probably I just I won't watch it it's so long okay so let me tell you something about the hours I read the book first the Cunningham book yeah the Cunningham book which I've read a few of his books Mm -hmm. I love the book okay and normally when I love a book like the movie like just never lives up to it but I love the movie, and not because it's, like, a pure retelling of the book. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, such a great, different version of the book. But is she the best part of it? She's not. Julianne Moore is? Julianne Moore and of Tony course. Collette. Tony I love Collette. Tony, I love Tony Tony Collette, Collette is a probably dream. the best part of that movie. Just a dream. And, like, she should have won whatever you could possibly win for that. Did Nicole win Best Supporting or Best Lead? Lead. Which is interesting because I wouldn't pin her as the lead of the Well, movie. also, that's the same sort of like. The hours, is, the hours is the same sort of tomfoolery as Moonlight, yeah. where like, isn't it divided in three parts anyway? So how could she be the lead? I don't think. Uh, so, hold on, let me. I, Meryl, is Meryl in a Les relationship with Julianne Moore? Or like, no, it's Tony Collette and Julianne Moore. And Julianne Moore, and then Meryl's so, doing something on the side. I would say of the three. Julianne Moore does the most heavy lifting in the movie. As she usually does. Yeah. She should have gone That's also that a sisterhood. That should have been Oscars across the board. That's a sisterhood I'd like to see flourish. You Julianne, got, you, Julianne Moore and Nikki Kidman. That cast, I can't believe you've not seen, you've not seen that movie. Yeah. I don't know why. It's but, like a big hole in my but knowledge. I would recommend reading the book first. Yeah. And then seeing it. Okay. Cold Mountain. No, I did not see it. <laughs> Cold Mountain is interesting because... It, they are obviously like that part should have been played by a, a 22 year old and Nicole is playing it at 40 and uh, it just is uh, jarring. But is, didn't they also have um, Squinty Face? What's her face? Renee Zellweger. <laughs> yeah, but Renee Zellweger's part makes sense to be played by Renee Zellweger. This is just supposed to be like a young ingenue mm-hmm. who's recently <laughs> married and her husband is off at war. Oh, and right. I'm sitting there thinking like Nicole's been married in the olden timey days. She's been married for 18 years. Yeah. Stepford Wives is a terrible, terrible, terrible movie with the best cast you've ever seen. Yeah, I never saw that, but I think this is a good time for us to check in with Brendan because he has some Nicole Kidman uh, words to say. So let's take a listen to that. Hello and come through, Queen. This is Brendan. Sorry I couldn't be there this week, but I hope P is out of his corner and having a good time. Sorry if my voice is a little low. I'm literally hiding in a dark room at work because we're about to have a work event, um, which is why I couldn't be there. So, I wanted to say a couple things about Nicole Nicole Kidman. Um, My favorite movie of hers is Stepford Wives. Um, I remember seeing it with my girlfriend at the time, Amy, and holding her hand during it, and I think it was the first time we held hands during a movie. Um, I want to say something about Vanderpump Rules, I guess. Um... Brittany not wanting Jax to post any Instagram photos of him in drag is very telling. Um, Maybe the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Um, And then one last thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, I'm Team Carney Wilson in the whole Lisa versus Kim debacle. Um, I have to run. See you next week. Bye. Well, we got to hear a differing opinion on several lives, so... 
thanks for Brennan for chiming in. We miss with, him. Dearly that, departed, fighting that, for our rights. That Brittany dragging, though. <laughs> I thought we're supposed to be Team Brittany in this family. Um, but anyway, continuing on with the Nicole Kidman movies. Um, what was the next one you saw? Oh, um, I'm down. I... I am down after Stepford Wives all the way until nine. Oh, okay. So I saw birth. I, doesn't she, like, isn't she attracted to a child? It's so crazy. She's doing a wig thing. Sometimes she does a wig thing. it's a beautiful wig. She does so many wig things. It's very Michelle Williams pixie. Currently? Yes. That's not a look that I like on Nicole. No. Birth, if you have, like, the stomach for the weirdness, it's... A really good movie, actually. They don't have a love scene, do they? No. But, like, someone's in a bathtub at one point. Together? No. Okay. Like, one of them's in the bathtub, I want to say. No, but the premise is her husband dies, like, tragically, mm-hmm. and comes back as this kid. It's like some sort of reincarnation thing. Okay. And, like, the kid knows or something. I won't, be di- I won't be diving into that anytime soon. I'll start with the hours. Oh, yeah, do, there. Do, do the hours first and then birth. Nine you should skip. That's all really about Marion Cotillard who doesn't believe in the moon landing. Um, <laughs> Nicole just has like more or less a cameo. Rabbit Hole is like a stealth fantastic movie okay. that nobody has seen. Um, and like definitely watch that okay that's probably i think that might be her best like acting recently since her face froze um is is rabbit hole she got an oscar nomination for that and she's so good in it you never saw bewitched i didn't didn't see it i saw bewitched once but i was really high oh okay which sounds good for bewitched i don't i don't remember it could have been great it could have been terrible okay uh, yeah, that's all my movies. The last one I saw was Bird. Oh, no. I So then after Nine and Rabbit Hole, I saw Stoker, which you should watch Stoker. Okay. It's weird. It's really it's weird. It's a book, right? Or no? No. It's, no, it's an original screenplay oh. that Wentworth Miller wrote, oddly. Okay. Um, it's like... Wait, Went, Wentworth Miller from Prison Break? Yeah. Who was also like my... And an uh, LGBT fam. His dad taught... Bar prep in Boston, and I took his <laughs> class. Isn't that the weirdest thing you've ever heard of? <laughs> That's bizarre. Um, but Stoker is great. It's like a weird... Um, she has a frozen face, and she's like berating her child, and it's great. And then after that, I didn't see anything until Lion, which oh. Lion is beautiful. Yeah? It's beautiful. Like, the, the plot summary doesn't... like. Get my juices flowing. It's also a real, like, it's a true story, and it's sort of divided in half, but the yeah. kid in the first half is so cute, and Nicole's wig is jarring. <laughs> Again, it, welcome to wig talk. Um, but then in the second half, Nicole does, like, has one great scene with Dev Patel. Mm. Rooney Mara just shows up to be there, but it's, right. like, really good to watch. Yeah, we were... It's feel we were, good, and you'll cry a little We bit. were talking about seeing that, but it never came to fruition. Uh, strangely enough, she has a few upcoming movies, two with Elle Fanning, and two with Colin Farrell, and one is all three of them. Oh, one of them is the guy that directed The Lobster. Which I recently watched and enjoyed. 
And that's one of the the Colin Farrell one. A surgeon forms a familiar bond with a sinister teenage boy with disastrous results. Nicole Kidman playing surgeon's wife. In oh. Alicia Silverstone is there. This is Oh gonna, my god, of the Kyle Richards scripted show. Exactly. <laughs> this is going to be real weird. Um, talk to girls at parties. Is she she's probably playing Elle Fanning's mom yeah. or something. Uh, it's just it. weird that she has two co-stars that she's acting with twice in the same year coming up. Colin Farrell, Nicole Kidman, Kirsten Dunst, Elle Fanning, and oh a Sofia God. Coppola movie. This Sounds is like something I dreamed <laughs> yes. of in a fever. That's going to be great. And then Untouchable, yeah. Brian Cranston, Kevin Hart, Nicole Kidman. I don't know. Um, so I think yes. that's it for the Nicole that's Kidman our sister, That's our sisterhood. Sorry, I'm we bad. We love her. Um, but I'm glad, I feel like we both have some homework to do. Yeah. And some of you listening might have a lot of homework to do. Yeah. So I would say, you need to watch, start with Moulin Rouge. You, you, need need to watch, you need to watch Practical Magic and I need to watch The Hours. Yeah. Uh, so the freak of the week and the one true queen this week are kind of hand in hand. Okay. Stassi, the night of the Oscars, or maybe even the morning after, <laughs> oh, tweeted, no. and she's the one, she's the freak of the week. She tweeted, still can't stop agonizing over the La La Land devastation. I feel like I need to start a march or some shit. And then a fan responded, uh, whose handle is Boom Sparkle Pop. Sure. <laughs> they say, Stassi, I so want to like you, but you make it so hard. And then she looped Ariana into this. Ariana, please teach her why this statement is so insufferable. Ariana responds to Boom Sparkle Pop and cuts out Stassi. And our one true queen says, an impossible task. Yes. Drag her, <laughs> I mean, down. Drag her all the way down to the depths. Like, it's well known my distaste for Ariana, but she is slowly coming around for me. God, what if we end up liking her? <laughs> I mean, she earned it. I mean, she, she worked hard. <laughs> She's working hard. So I think that is it for this week. Thank you, Pete, for filling in for Brendan. Thank you for having me. R.I.P. Brendan fight, died fighting for my rights. Yes. Where can we find you online? You can find me currently locked down on Live on Twitter because interviews are real. But follow yeah. me and I will accept your request unless you look like an employer. <laughs> uh, so make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a review there. It'll help others find us, and it'll make Apple pay attention, please. Love Dan, love Dan. Please retweet. Yes, do that too. Um, you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook. We'll keep you up to date through the week, let you know when a new episode comes out. Uh, if a big topic for an upcoming episode that we want uh, responses for, we'll let you know. And then we have our Instagram account, Come Through Queen Podcast, and we're diversifying our content, so you make sure to follow us everywhere. Um, we love voice memos as well. You can email that to us at comethroughqueen at gmail.com or you can even call us at 717-47-FREAK and leave a voicemail. Woof. Yes. Um, you can find me at IDK, IDK. And as of midnight on Thursday, you can find me on Nintendo Switch by the same handle. So like, comment, subscribe, heart share, retweet. Love me, love me, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye.
aren't a girl's best friend. Martinis are. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.